Hey there. What's your name again? Ah yes, that's it. Valued listener. It's Patrick here, and before we start the episode, I just wanted to say that JJ and I made this podcast because there are many things that make us say what's going on. Little did we know, that also included audio recording. So just as a disclaimer, be sure to guard your ears because the audio on this episode is a bit less than stellar. But we hope you'll stick around because there's plenty of great adventures ahead. days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Yeah, I'm recording now. Oh, okay. Now I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Can never quite get it right. Um. All right. We should actually. I was waiting for you. I know. I know. Well, let's get a. Let's just get like a couple of seconds of flat audio. Beautiful. Now we can fucking take that shit out whenever we edit. That's gorgeous. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. We're actually not going to edit that out. We're going to keep that in. Oh, definitely. That way, everyone can fucking hear it. All right. So this week's episode. One that I've been talking about for quite a long time. One that I don't know Nathan is going to be super excited about because we geeked around about it so much. Is indoor <laughs> plumbing. <laughs> I think he wanted to be a guest though, so he might be a little upset. No. We'll, uh, we'll call him mid-recording and say, hey, we're looking up indoor plumbing. Join us. And also download <laughs> OBS and Audacity. <laughs> yeah, that's not too much to ask. No, 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 no. He could get it done. It'll be all right. Okay, so with indoor plumbing, the first, looking into history, the first type of indoor plumbing, I'm looking up here on multiple like websites, and I keep seeing different information, actually. Uh, but it's all relatively around the like 4,000 BCE to 6,000 BCE era. I guess it really is like defining what you count as indoor plumbing. So uh, one thing that I am seeing probably the most out of all of them is the ruins of the Indus River Valley in India. And that has evidence of indoor plumbing. And it keeps popping up something about the Great Bath, which I'm not too sure what that is. It sounds like it's just a giant bath that was used for uh, ritualistic bathing. Not sure, sure how common that was, but maybe back then... Uh, I don't know. I keep seeing stuff about Egypt and having uh, water pipes for irrigation and uh, different stuff like that. Not technically indoor, but being water pipes, I think that's pretty close. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Is that so? It was saying the for the world's oldest sewer systems that it was saying the Indus River Valley was like around like four thousand BC, but then the first evidence of plumbing itself was copper pipes that were found in egypt in the pyramids yeah yeah but another thing that i found when looking that up is that it didn't have like a shower or anything like that it was more like for drainage systems so that they were able to basically just like pour water on themselves as they like 
you know, clean them, them themselves, and then they just drained all the water out through that means. Um, yeah, 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 that no Egyptians had running water, no matter how rich they were. Uh, that luxury just wasn't quite there. Um, yeah. They called I'm it a seeing that room. it said they, they installed bathrooms, but then they don't really explain what that is. Although there were sitting toilets, but apparently they were not flushable so i don't understand <laughs> what that is besides like just a pot i don't know all right i gotcha i gotcha all right so they had toilets that were constructed of limestone but it had a small container underneath the toilet and the container was filled with sand actually basically like a whole so it's a litter box yeah basically a human litter box but okay. wealthier individuals had servants to manually empty the containers while all the lower class individuals had to clean their own litter boxes. <laughs> Could you imagine that being your full-time job? <laughs> I mean, that that brings me... I'm going to skip a little down the timeline, but I yeah. saw something that I just really like. So, uh, 710 BC, the Assyrian king Sargon uh, invented the first shower, which was having his... Slaves on ladders pour water over him while he bathes, <laughs> and that is the the first shower. It's just oh manually having people pour buckets over you. Of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so Egyptians had. <laughs> Imagine that being your job: cleaning the yeah. litter box and then fucking pouring like hot water over your yeah your second shift your boss. That's yeah. your side hustle. <laughs> gotta get that overtime in my guy um <laughs> back to the egyptians one thing that was kind of disgusting is that even though they had these containers more often than not they would literally just like go outside and like dump it onto the street or into a river so they yeah. were starting i mean to i, I don't it. know what else you do with it honestly uh, i don't know i mean i wonder yeah, it just wouldn't really make sense to be able to carry your litter box, like, I don't know, a mile out of town, especially yeah. in a big city like that. And, like, digging out a giant hole for it just doesn't seem reasonable either. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure Egypt back in the day smelled delightful. I mean, <laughs> that was a, little... a big problem with, like, horse carriages. Why people yeah. really were into cars is because you didn't have a bunch of horse shit everywhere, so... <laughs> imagine oh, it's it says, a little better than that but it says that um i don't know why they didn't just do this it says a lot of waste would actually be used in the fields as fertilizer if the situation allowed uh i mean i'm sure there's only you know a certain period of time where you're able to use that but i would just like force the entire city to take their shit to the fields if we were trying to fucking grow something oh yeah. man imagine being a farmer with that though back then just like wading through everyone's shit to like check on your like vegetables Ooh, I mean, I'm seeing something that uh, apparently in China around 2000 BC, uh, so a similar time frame, they were using ho hollow bamboo reeds uh, to carry fresh water around and natural gas to ancient salt mines. I what what is natural gas like? Do you, how do you, how do you send that in a reed tube? How do you just I'm not accumulate buying this. that? I, I have no idea. You just like you crack you open a rock and you're like, oh, that's fucking natural gas. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Let's take this back. There was, there's something about also like 
plumbing for the dead with Egyptians. They had other drainage construction for the tombs of like the holy that died. And so they would always make sure that the that the kings and whatnot would be buried with food, clothing, and toilets, just in case they had to go up to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you gotta set it up with a good afterlife. Yeah. Uh, you think anyone ever came back just to, like, check on check on the containers, see if they needed to, <laughs> to be taken out? <laughs> Imagine the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep so, looking at them like, what? <laughs> That would be insane. Oh my gosh. That'd be a good prank though. You know, if like the like it would probably rotating shifts if like one guy just like took a shit in there and then Yeah. <laughs> the next oh, guy's definitely. like, Oh my god. <laughs> King Tut's lie. <laughs> Is that the origin of the practical joke? Probably. It seems like it. Most likely. Of oh, one thing, I mean it's not really ancient history anymore but still the history of egyptian toilets is quite interesting because now modern day what is it called egyptians prefer to use a shatapa i'm not too sure how if i'm pronouncing that correctly or whatnot but it's basically this like little toilet bowl that's like grooved into the ground and then they stand in front of the toilet bowl and basically just like squat down and take a shit on the floor and then they use like basically a like little hose sprayer to like clean themselves off. So it's kind of like a bidet. Yeah, of? yeah. They compared it but to different. it. Yeah, oh. and this is like, do you remember learning when you were younger that Egyptians shake with their right hand and do everything like professional with their right hand because their left hand is reserved for like bidetting their ass? I feel like I remember something about that when i was younger i remember like hearing that and like being disgusted and like blown away i definitely don't remember that but i mean that's just like all of society (laughs) because everyone's right-handed so if you're left-handed you just have to do everything right-handed sorry that there's a little anger in my voice there but i've had to live through that frustration (laughs) that is not unique to egypt that's yeah i want you to look up a shatafa that way you can like actually see what it looks like. How do you spell it? Spell uh, shat, S-H-A-T. Okay. And then afa, A-F-A. Like, I don't know why all the images are, oh, of course, it's fucking, well, it's all like bidet shit. Weird. See, this is like super modern. When I first looked it at looks the like images. looks like a toilet to me. Um, why the fuck? When I clicked on shatafa and this thing, it, they don't look good. Another interesting thing about being in Egypt is women, when they go to the restroom, are usually escorted to a free bathroom stall rather than having the freedom to choose which stall they go into, which is pretty strange, but men can just go shit wherever they want, I guess. And for a finer establishment, it's not uncommon for someone to be like waiting outside of your stall with a towel for hand drying after you've like bidet your ass hmm. <laughs> says it's weird but courteous yeah, it's like the the bathroom attendants yeah They're like ba- i i think it's weird that you're in here but i guess it's kind of nice so yeah, thank yeah. you i feel bad for you another interesting job <laughs> i i do see the little uh bidet thing okay that one is definitely like on the ground yeah hmm. Hmm. Where? interesting I'm upset. 
Because the first pictures I saw of this was not fucking appealing at all. It was like really, really dirty, fucking like just like it looked like like just shit all over like walls and stuff like that. And I was like, do they not like clean this? What is, what is happening? Uh, you know, I'm there's so- someone out there who doesn't clean theirs. Yeah, most likely. But yeah, no, it's very. I couldn't imagine that. I'm happy I found this out now. I mean, I don't know when I'm ever going to go to Egypt, but imagine going to Egypt and then, like, finding this out. That's true. I mean, that'd be, like, I... such an alarming, like, discovery. <laughs> oh, man. I guess moving on a little bit from that, apparently the ancient Romans had a sewer system that was basically just outhouses that dra- or went directly over running waters that eventually filtered into their river. Mm. So, uh... Yeah, I I don't know if that's much of an improvement on the Egyptian system we were talking about there, but uh, no. I guess we're we're seeing some forward progress. I guess <laughs> this is jumping really far ahead. But once we got the sewer systems to the United States, one of the first underground sewers in the U.S. was actually built in Chicago, but residents quickly started complaining about the smell that was coming from the open sewers and so they decided to construct an entire underground system in 1728 instead of like only a partial underground system and that basically changed how sewer system worked until you know modern era because you i don't like the open concept of a fucking sewer imagine just like seeing a small stream of like shit just flowing past your house yeah, that would Hell uh, yeah. not be ideal. Uh, very bad for property values. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh man, they're they're pulling the shit canal right in front of my house. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it. Another interesting fact about this is the origin word for plumber. It's traced back to the Roman times that you were just talking about. And it comes from a Latin term uh, called plumbum which means lead. And Romans who worked with lead were called plumbarius, which became a shortened, basically just shortened for plumber, which we use today, which is quite interesting. Plumbarius. I wish we called plumbers that still. I I, I would hire a plumbarius. <laughs> it sounds so much more sophisticated. <laughs> plumbarius. <laughs> like, I feel like, I don't know if plumbers are really like a look down upon profession at all. But I feel like it's just because it's dirty. That work, would be you know? a good plumbing company name. Like, do you want to start a, a plumbing company name or plumbing uh, company? <laughs> I'm Gary. I'm game. I'm, I almost just said I'm Gary. That has already been <laughs> trademarked by the time this podcast comes out. So don't even try and think about stealing it. Actually, it's already a thing. Oh, man. The Plumbarius Company LLC. I found it on Facebook. So let's see. All right. I'm going to type in the Plumbarius Company. Oh, okay. Yeah, good old uh, Snellville, Georgia. Hmm. We were too late. Give them a visit. Yeah. We take care of your number one resource. Water. What a terrible slogan. You got a good name, but you got a... And their website's pretty shit, too. Come on. Uh, I'm looking up the, the first flushable toilet, which was... 1596, which was made for Queen Elizabeth I, mm-hmm. invented by, it looks like, her godson, uh, yep. and it took seven and a half gallons of water to flush, wow. but 
20 people could use it between flushes. So that's actually Ew. better than modern times. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It was like wait. a gallon <laughs> per flush. So I think... I, we need to go back to that. You don't want to use the toilet 20 times before flushing it? Oh, no. Imagine being that 20th guy. It's like when you open up a porta potty and you see it's, like, damn near to the brim, but you can't hold it. You're like, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you, it's like you just, like, take a deep breath, close it, lock it, and then just, like, hope for no splashback. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. They oh, probably I mean, needed... Yeah, I think that there would be so many people that there would be, like... There's definitely been, like, a 30th guy. Like, everyone just keeps passing the buck. Like, oh, the next guy can do it. I, I, and it's oh, just overflowing. Nasty. Speaking of the same guy, though, uh, the godson of Queen Elizabeth who invented that, his name was Sir John Harrington. And the reason we have, uh, you know, the we coined, you know, going to the John is actually based off of the inventor, which is him. Ah, I know that's pretty. Man, interesting. you got some good sources here, man. I need to <laughs> need to learn from you. But I think I did read somewhere that he. I feel like he wasn't the one that fully invented it. Like somebody else invented it, and then he basically like made it more popular. God, every time we do this, I have like eighteen tabs open. There's no way I'm gonna. Oh, I know. It. I'm already like ten deep. Yeah, so I'm 99% sure that he was just the one that made it popular. And the funny thing is, is that it says here that, like, the rest of the world did not really like his invention and thought it wasn't, like, all that useful. So they kept, I don't know, shitting in the litter boxes. Um, but, I mean, it, he did get, you know, the bathroom named after him, going to the John, which is quite awesome. Well, it looks like in uh, in England again in 1775... So right before the revolution, you know, England got a win at least. And the inventor Alexander Cumming was gr granted the first patent for a flush toilet. Ooh. So, but that was because he created the S-shaped pipe below the bowl so the sewer gas couldn't come back up through the toilet. Oh, so you have him to thank for your toilet not smelling like shit all the time. What was his name again? Alexander Cumming. Alexander Cumming. He was also a... What, interesting. He was a Scottish watchmaker and instrument inventor. I guess with that, if he is already kind of an inventor. What a weird... Like, do you think he created the, like, S-shaped pipe for that purpose? Or do you think he was just, like, making random shit and was like, oh, what can I use for this? And he's like, let's just stick it in the toilet and see what happens. And then it... I have no idea, so, but I could imagine that would be, like, a number one priority. Like, once you get a sewer system in place, and it's, like, in your house or anywhere near you, it would be, like, how do we figure out how to not get that smell here? But it still what? looks like it took them, like, 200 years to figure it out. <laughs> I think the part that he invented was coined the ball cock as well. Why? Oh, man. <laughs> I I mean it it just keeps going with this because in uh in the late nineteenth century so late eighteen uh, hundreds yeah uh, there was a guy named Thomas Crapper yeah who was the manufacturer of one of the first widely successful lines of flush toilets so you know going to the Crapper 
you know, can be <laughs> linked to him, I guess. But it's very interesting. All these like weird names we have for toilets are actually just inventors Kaiser. and famous people in toilet history. That's so funny. Oh, I apologize. The ball cock was not from Alexander Cummings. It was Sir Crapper that invented the ball cock. And that oh. it improved the flushing system. Oh, um, yep, yep. Because it replaced the old floating valve system with a nice siphoning system, uh, which made it more user-friendly. What does that mean? You, more A more user-friendly toilet? Did that? Did you have to just like shove it in there? <laughs> like if it did, I don't understand. I don't it's know. pretty it easy. Just malfunctioned a lot less or something. Okay, like, okay. Because I mean, now like the way that it lifts up when you flush, like that's a pretty slick system that's going on. Is that the ball cock? Although, I don't know. That, I, do we still I'm use it? Looking it up. Oh, now. it says it's still used in toilets today. Yeah, I mean, toilet. literally today though, the chain slipped off the. A little hook on my toilet, so I actually had to fix it. So he oh, obviously yeah. needs to improve it a little bit. That's, I mean, if that's something that hasn't been fucking changed since, like, that, this could be a new invention that we need to fucking work on. An improved toilet. I mean, that's already a fucking. Thing. I don't know. I've only had to do that like three times in my life, so I don't think yeah, it's true, a true, big true. problem. <laughs> I'm pissed. It is, dude. That is, it's the fucking bullcock yeah, yep. that's in the back of the back of the toilet. Wow. That's pretty insane, actually. That's super cool. <laughs> what else do we know about the toilet? Well, apparently, the reason that the the toilet was called Crapper in the U.S. is because uh, after the war, all the soldiers who were fighting over in England and France heard about the, the Crapper brand, and they really enjoyed it. So they brought that back to the U.S., and that's why we talk about that now even though we didn't have crapper brand toilets in the u.s i wish we still had crapper brand toilets i would never have crap in a crapper who's the what's the number one toilet brand right now in the world how could it not be the crapper that's so it's so fitting yeah it's like those uh the plumbing company like it it has to be that yeah Plumberious company. LLC yeah, yeah, I couldn't kind of remember what it was. I was gonna say something really dumb, so I, I was just waiting for you to. No, it's all good. One. I got you. I got you. We fucking slam dunked it. Number one toilet company worldwide. How many Google searches do you think this has? You ever have oh, those man. like things where you like search something in Google and it's like instead of like a million results, it's like you have like. 65 and you're like damn that makes me feel really bad that i'm thinking about something so fucking stupid that nobody else really needs to fucking look this up oh man i I keep getting a bunch of toilet reviews i'm not getting like sales statistics (laughs) this toilet really took a beating it flushed everything down no problem i don't know have you ever heard of any of these probably not the american standard toilet brand yeah yeah Oh I've really? Heard of that one. Yeah. I have no. How about Toto? No. Kohler. Kohler sounds. Really yeah. They, oh, it's from Wisconsin. Faucets too. It's literally oh, yeah, from it's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. We're, we're in We <laughs> Duravit. Duravit. I don't know. Niagara Conservation. No. Sterling. Oh well, Sterling's like it says a Kohler company. Those hmm. in it. I don't know. Jacuzzi. Really. 
Top toilets, jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, Gerber, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Does the it? Other ones. Baby yeah. food and toilets? Well, there's... <laughs> it's not just baby food. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do, like, life insurance, too, for your baby. Gerber does everything. Gerber's taken over. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough uh, toilet talk. Some other things uh, that we I don't wanted... know. Do we want to get into some of the details about wiping stones and and the history actually, of toilet let's paper? Actually, let's do it. Let's do it. The history of toilet paper? I mean, what... Actually, that does sound pretty interesting. What did we wipe with before toilet paper? History... Uh, I, I'm game, actually. History of toilet paper. <laughs> Bridget was already saying these episodes aren't anything crazy, but I... I'm excited about toilet paper. Who in yeah, the, oh my, that was the first were, thing. Uh, wiping stones and then uh, rinsing with water or snow. Was wiping stones? What do you mean? A soft stone that you would wipe your ass yeah, like, with? You know, if you pick up a stone and it looks like it's very skippable, it's probably also very ass-wipable. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that was... <laughs> I have never thought about wiping I mean, my ass on a stone. It, it looks like some, some cultures used... Uh, animal furs i don't think i would prefer that i don't know i I mean it sounds like a more of a limited wipe i guess compared to a stone i mean unless you washed it i don't know the deer deer pelt wiper that's always hanging in the bathroom oh another job is to clean that my god uh apparently in ancient rome they had uh communal sponges Oh yeah, it's just like shoved onto a stick, isn't it? It just looks like a yeah. Oh, communal. No, Actually, wait, 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 wait. Did you say communal? Terrasoriums? Yeah, because they were mean? in like bathhouses. Well, that's oh, what it's man. called. I I don't know how to pronounce that. Once they were used, they were cleaned in a bucket of vinegar or salt water and reused. Oh, hell yeah, wowzers. But uh, apparently, there was one famous gladiator who. Oh, in Seneca's story about the gladiator who killed himself by going to a toilet and shoving the communal sponge <laughs> down his throat. What are you talking about? Why? That's that's their entertainment back in the oh ancient Rome. God. That's what someone wrote about. What do you mean? Why have always to kill yourself would you take the stick and sponge that every person there has wiped their ass with and shove it down your throat? I can think of a million. That has to be the worst way <laughs> the to die. The worst way to die. Yeah. Now that's I a, have a that's proper my new answer. Go-to answer for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but could you imagine like being at a party and everyone's joking around talking about the like? Well, I mean, actually, I don't really know what kind of conversation this would be at a party, but this is more <laughs> of like like a like a midnight drinking session with your friends at like a bonfire. But yeah, definitely got a new go-to. <laughs> Wowzers. All right. So sponges on a stick down the throat and the ass. Did do you get the name of that guy? Well, it it looks like it was part of of a story by Seneca, who was like an ancient like philosopher type guy. Oh, so okay, okay. I I don't know if this is uh fictional or not. I would hope so. I I'm gonna I, say I it think is that's fictional. their entertainment. Like I think that yeah, was yeah. like He's like, oh man, you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> you know what's a good story? <laughs> oh man. 
I bet you when he was at the bathhouses, every time he was there, he would get the stick and be like, now let me tell you a story. <laughs> um, all right. So now bouncing off of that, I've seen other things. Yeah, you, you're right. Like bamboo, other wood resembling spatulas that were um, wrapped in cloth and then uh, would be wiped. That's that's one way. Uh, and then the next thing corn I found was... Corn cobs were common Why? toilet paper alternatives. Why? A corn cob? Do you know, yeah. like, after cooked, when it's, like, nice and, like, soft, are you thinking, like, just dry, dry cob? No, I'm definitely thinking, like, after you already ate. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Because then it's, for, like, like, it's kind of, like, smooth. Like, yeah. I can see how that would, that would work. <laughs> I'm only going to wipe with smooth cob from now on. And then it's, like, it's economical, too. Like, you're not wasting <laughs> yeah. anything. And I mean, you weren't wasting yeah. it with the, the communal sponge stick. Yeah, but you had to clean it. You can just toss the cob. You were gonna toss I, it anyway. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's like uh, I, that'd be something that you would put like inside of a, a guest room, almost a guest room. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just a bucket of old corn cobs. Oh my god! And no gosh. toilet paper. Oh, I need to do that in my house. Oh, that'd be so funny. I mean, hey. Actually, we should have done this when the world was freaking out during COVID and everyone was buying toilet paper. We should have just like looked up like you know ancient ways to wipe your ass. I'm surprised this didn't get brought up. Actually, I'm sure this would have been a very popular post back then. Oh yeah, this would have been an amazing TikTok video. Oh my god, we could <laughs> we could still do it. <laughs> All right, well off of the cob again. I can't believe it's two episodes in a row that has brought us back to the cob. Um, <laughs> the actual introduction of paper as a wipe. Um, by the early 14th century, Chinese was manufacturing toilet paper at the rate of 10 million packages of 1,000 to 10,000 sheets annually. Wait a sec. We just jumped into it. One person did it, and everyone's like, all right, we're good. I want to know I mean, what happened I think before. everyone's like sitting there with their corn cobs and they're like, holy shit, that's a much better <laughs> idea. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I want to. Oh, wow. The way they worded it for like advertisements is actually pretty interesting. Uh, I have a post here from I don't know what year. 1700s. I don't know. But they called it medicated paper for the water closet. How fancy is that? <laughs> Huh. compared Medicated? to just toilet paper. Did it have anything on there? I don't know, but it's talking about how people were fearful of paper because it normally had, like, what? Poisons in it? Huh. Maybe that's about. just from the manufacturing process or something? I don't know. Okay, that was weird. I mean, I liked the title, but the actual post did not make much sense. I don't know. I'm just okay. seeing uh, I got old to the political cartoons about uh, using various documents as toilet paper so i guess in the late 1700s france definitely had toilet paper because they were making jokes about wiping their ass with with rules and laws that they didn't like <laughs> uh wow i'm surprised they had all this information this website i had all this information about you know wiping their ass with you know corn cobs and other random stuff when it actually got to the history of toilet paper it did not have a lot learn about the history oh dude should we go to charmin charmin.com you think has got the got the answers probably i'm seeing that two-ply toilet paper was introduced in britain in 1942 which is 
pretty late, I feel like. Oh, God, imagine huh. just living around with only one ply. I bitch oh, nowadays if yeah. I get one ply. Like, I literally can feel my puckering butthole as I wipe it. It's I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so Chinese are the ones that invented toilet paper, but I want to know how, why. I mean, I understand why, but I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really give us much. It just says that's uh, is where we got it. Be How happy about it. much toilet paper do you think the average American uses in a year? Um, take a guess. Don't look it up. Am I doing poundage wise, or uh, what is that? Rolls. Uh, I'd say the average American goes through. Oh God, we're American too, so I'm gonna like double whatever I was gonna guess. Um, at least seventy-five. Oh wow! You went a lot higher than I thought. You go through seventy-five rolls of toilet paper yourself a year? <laughs> no, but I did say I was gonna double it. So all right, let's let's have that. So like thirty, <laughs> thirty-six, thirty-seven. Oh man, you need to cut down on your thirty-eight your toilet paper usage. Apparently, twenty-eight, three point six rolls. Okay. Now I don't yeah, know if those are the like high. I don't know if those are like really big rolls. Like I feel like there's a bunch of different sizes, so I don't know, I know how this statistic was calculated. In what ply of roll are we talking? That is true. I have no idea. It it basically just said how many rolls of toilet paper are sold each year and then gave an average, so I'm guessing it just divided it by like whatever three hundred and thirty million people we have or hmm. whatever it is. Very, very interesting. Uh, apparently, there was a shortage of toilet paper in Venezuela starting in mm -hmm. 2010. So the government just seized a toilet paper factory and started dishing out to solve the problem. <laughs> interesting. Oh, the shift into the toilet paper industry in the United States is interesting. So that Guilletti thing I was talking to you about, he was talking about like chemicals and whatnot because when he came or what he was like you know advertising stuff in america he was creating a toilet paper that was infused with aloe and it was actually sheets of manila hemp and it was dispensed from like kleenex boxes and not rolls and he claimed his toilet paper sheets prevented hemorrhoids huh. i don't even know what hemorrhoids really is besides like an inflamed like i don't know wart in your ass I, I have no idea. Should we look up a hemorrhoid? Does everyone uh, even know what I think there are, are better better things to talk about. <laughs> Alright, I already looked it up. I apologize. <laughs> we, we're not going to go deep into hemorrhoids. It's a swollen vein in your lower rectum. Huh. Oh god. But they sometimes tend to bleed. Okay, I'm done with this. Never mind. We're backing out. Bad, bad call. There's like pictures and stuff that I did not want to see. You did this yourself. I know, I know. Yeah, so Getty named his therapeutic bathroom paper after his name because he was so proud of it, but his success was limited. What? And it says Americans soon grew accustomed to wiping with a Sears of Roebuck catalog. <laughs> and they I mean, saw that, no that's need. a good, uh, good use. They saw, they saw no need to spend extra money on something that came in the mail for free. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, people were economical. Like, yeah, yeah, honestly. 
I'm sure toilets would get so clogged that we started putting magazines in it and whatnot. I mean, oh, they already yeah. fucking do. That's that's where you get those like fat birds and stuff like that. Oh, I forgot you... that's what it was called. Yeah. That's gross. You know what still blows my mind though, like how we clean toilet water and turn it into drinking water. How the fuck is that possible? When did that start happening? You know. Uh, I have no idea. That's, I'm interested in that. I'm gonna... Who, who was I'm, the first person to suggest that? <laughs> yeah, let me... Alright, I'm done with toilet paper. Uh, when okay. did I was we... looking at uh, history of toilet paper shortages and panic buying. Do it, but do it. I like I, it, I like it. There's not too much look going on here. There's been a couple that, like, back when there was an Arab oil embargo... I guess that also affected the global supply of a number of other just common items. So uh, apparently in Osaka, Japan, there was a flyer that uh, accidentally gave the impression that toilet paper was running low. So people stampeded in to buy it before the price increased. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of what happened like literally this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. People just see that it's low and they just go Panic. savage. And the funny thing is, it's like it could have happened in like one area, but now with like social media and stuff like that, it's all posted, and then people see that and they're like, "Holy shit, I need to go!" And then that's why we get like you know nationwide panic. I wonder what the rest of the world was thinking when just like in every like news line, it's like America's running out of toilet paper. They're probably just like, why? I don't know. <laughs> Another one here in Japan again. Uh, apparently, uh, there was a scare in 2014 where people were doing a bunch of panic buying because after the tsunami and earthquake in 2011, a lot of stores actually did run out of toilet paper. So when there was like another potential thing like that, People started freaking out and panic buying toilet paper. Of course. Gotta panic. Gotta get toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Maybe we're not going to go into turning toilet water into drinking water because the process is absolutely insane. It's like first you do like microfiltration to get all the bacteria, solids, and other things like that out. And then they're doing some like reverse osmosis bullshit through like thin plastic sheets it's what how does it like how do you create a plastic sheet that allows like only like molecules to get through like how does that i have no idea but now i'm seeing a different source that says uh u.s people use about a hundred rolls per year so i that's a very big difference from the other source that i saw you think i don't know it said the average person so this seems a lot less credible than the other one, but yeah. still, I yeah, don't know. This process, There's a very big range. That is a big range. This process of like turning sewer water into toilet water is actually like super, super recent. I think it was like what I see. Two thousand eight is when the like California California's Orange County Water District like created this method. Really? Yeah. That's, like, really, really recent. But it's saying that... Oh, man, this is going to get dark. It's saying that, like, half the world population is going to face water scarcity in, like, a decade from now. I have heard a lot about that. Yeah, I have, too. And that terrifies the shit out of me. 
But it says that this might be, you know, and I mean, obviously a way to combat that, but it requires so much energy to clean, which I would, I mean, it makes sense. And also, I, you really think the whole, I mean, if I don't it gets to the point. I think most countries could really afford do to that. do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, like, imagine trying to change the mindset of, like, most individuals. Like, I mean, we say that, and I think disgusting. You know, I mean, but I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not, sure if it, like. You're not thirsty enough. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll start looking better once you don't have anything else to drink. I like that, like, the advertisement or, like, uh. Not I mean, Bear Grylls straight up drink. drinks <laughs> that's so. crazy don't you like even on a fucking tv show i mean like it's really like he had crews there he had things like i'm sure he didn't have to do it but he still was just like you know what drank his piss you think he actually drank his piss oh i swear to god that happened every episode that i saw i like, mean like i mean do you think he actually like while recording drank his piss or do you think they like i don't know stop yeah, recording for I, a second i feel like once you do it once you kind of get over the whole weirdness time, of it being pissed one time really i think one time i think <laughs> like that's a, all it takes like you just gotta realize that it's probably not that bad and if it I mean, were a real survival situation and he's like yeah. trying to teach people how to survive like i don't know <laughs> maybe i don't know I'm going to Google, did Bear Grylls drink his actual piss? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're like, really trying to stand out and stuff like that, like, that's what I remember him for, so. I know, I know. God, I remember so talking worked. to you about this guy for so long. Oh, yeah, it says he cheerily drank his own pee on more than one occasion. See, I told you. <sighs> I mean, it is safe to drink. It's clean, whatever. I'm impressed. All right, so with... <laughs> we got really off topic here got to Go, going back pit. to our uh, first episode there how much would it cost for you to drink your own piss i mean it survival situation or not i mean so it's a survival situation i'll drink it no prop uh, yeah no i i could see you doing that but uh what just like a normal night out with the bros you're drinking some beers and then someone gets a, a bottle and then offers it to you in no, you're public? just chilling. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you're just chilling, like, at their house or something. Oh, okay. But okay. they don't want to I get mean, up and go inside. It's mine, right? It's no one else's? Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess. Okay, because yeah. that's that's pretty big factor for me. That like, makes a big some... difference, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I don't know. Like, how, like, full cup full, like, a beer worth? Yeah, a bottle. Um, oh, man. I don't know. Like... 200 bucks yeah i I can't i i feel like it can't (laughs) that was a very lame reaction i was really hoping that you were like oh my god so little but no i feel like you couldn't ask for two too much i feel like no i know but now i know to bring 200 dollars the next time i see you (laughs) just so you can get a video of me drinking my own piss and say well you (laughs) This, this is for the podcast like is it, yeah it's, it's gonna we be have in to the do link. it dude or, we're or gonna have notes. like 14 listeners and i'm gonna be out here drinking a fucking can of my own piss for them <laughs> you you better be loyal my 14 uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> what about you what about you oh man uh i honestly don't think it would be that bad like I wouldn't want to do it, but, like, 
I feel like if I was drunk enough, I would maybe do it just, like, I don't know, for a very minimal amount. 20 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Really? Just, Damn, like, eventually, like, I'm curious to see how it is, but I don't want to do it myself. So if I have the excuse that's like, oh, what the man? Yeah. Maybe. What about, what if it was someone else? Bear Grylls really instilled that into me. I don't know. <laughs> like, he did it so much that it just seems like such a not big deal to me. <laughs> All right, really off topic here. But do you think, oh, man, I don't even know if I should say it. Do you think that pee would be, like, a nice, a nice ingredient to add to a recipe? I guess we'd have to take, uh, what does it taste like? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what do you I'm not about it. Actually, I am about it. Google. What does pee taste like? This time, I feel like I'm like like a 13 year old boy right now. Basically, according to Bear Grylls. Wow, it even has him. It literally <laughs> has him. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. That was the first thing I read. According to Bear Grylls, it tastes terrible, warm, and salty. Oh. Um, maybe I'll uh, raise my price a little bit. <laughs> One person said, okay, this is like got to be on Reddit or something. <laughs> the next line it says, one person said that urine will taste like ass. Hmm. Beef and fries, says another one. <laughs> they wow. eat too much McDonald's. Interesting. This article that I'm reading, the title actually is Cardi B asked the internet what pee tastes like, and we bet you're now wondering as well. Wow. I mean, Cardi B had this question literally like almost a year ago exactly. The tweet came out 10.06 p.m., August 2nd, 2019. Oh, wow. Isn't it, fun- isn't it funny, like, <laughs> you reach a certain level of, like, you know, uh, like, popularity, like, celebrity status, and then you can just start saying, what, like, whatever the fuck you want on a social media platform. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to know, I want to see how many, like, likes and, like, actual that is true. this like, person got. Yeah, you Cardi know, B like, would get likes on that, but if, like, a fourteen-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would that, be like like know, someone would just like, say, "What the fuck is wrong, wrong with you?" With you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, her oh, very man. next tweet uh, was, "I'm not hacked. I'm just curious. I'm like actually curious if it has a taste or if it's just salty." <laughs> See, That's she's so... one of those people who wants an excuse to drink her piss. Oh my god! And then there's she a would... gif of Bear Grylls drinking his piss right underneath it. Oh man, that's my boy. See, that's how you make a brand for yourself. It says having. It says folks back in the 17th and 18th century said piss tasted sweet if you have diabetes. What the fuck? Why? Who know? Where did that come from? Do you think yeah. I should have Bridget drink her own piss and tell me if it tastes sweet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for I the guess. podcast, babe. It's for the podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> Did that many we're, people have diabetes back then? I thought people were healthier. I don't know. I mean, it's probably more type 1. That was another thing uh, Bridget sh- suggested, actually, would be uh, we could do, like, a disease, um, uh, uh, like, series. Uh-huh. That would be you know, that'd be pretty interesting, you know? To I be think able to, we like, would get even history. more off-topic than we are now. But yeah, I don't even care. That would be very interesting. <laughs> that'd be... I'm still, I'm still game. I, everything blows my mind, even diseases, you know? Yeah. Because that's crazy. I mean, the human body down to, like, the... I mean, we were already talking about, you know, uh, the, the like, molecular level. Isn't that... Dude, how are you not... How is, like... How, how is this not a podcast already? Of people just, like, mind-blown about every little thing that's going on in our world? 
people take a lot of things for granted. I feel. I like. know. I know. They don't honestly. think about all the complexity that apparently could go into your drinking water in you know the next ten years of trying to figure out how to turn piss into drinking water. Yeah, honestly. Maybe in like 15 years, this wasn't even going to be a topic. Like everyone's going to be drinking our own piss because we don't even have water. Like every other like glass is like, oh, drink a piss. You know, like <laughs> we got to conserve. <laughs> but speaking of water, I think we were trying to go into this a little while ago. When did we start? When did we start like determining what water was safe enough to drink? I'm sure uh-huh. it had something to do with like us getting diseased and like you know really bad like e- not ebola i almost said ebola what is the fucking thing where you like drink bad water and then you get like really bad diarrhea dysentery is it how do you spell that uh dysentery, dysentery. i don't know i did this with an i d-y-s yeah dysentery yeah and oh god infectious diarrhea all right they're already getting off topic here um, but no, how did we, how did we start determining what water was good enough for us to drink? And now we're also like putting like other things inside of our water for us to drink. Isn't that crazy? Are you talking about like sugar for soda or like what do you? No, mean, no, like 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 there's like fluoride and stuff that's like put inside of water oh, to like help yeah, with yeah. like enamel health and other things like that. How did we determine that? Here, we'll start with the first thing. When did we start? Like, how do you even word that? When did we start? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out right now. When did we start? 25 years ago, Congress passed an act that made the Safe Drinking Water Act. Apparently, it introduced a bunch of new regulations. Water sources had to meet certain quality standards and monitor for contaminants uh, and then submit their reports of their, like, water health and all that the clean water uh, act right is that what you're saying i'm sorry i was distracted no the safe water safe drinking water act S D W A. 1974 oh okay i have something that beats that just barely it is the 1972 oh. clean water act um and that's what initially drove significant improvements in u.s water quality the first comprehensive study of water pollution over several decades damn so they were just looking at it over decades and they're like yeah this is bad <laughs> we should probably do something about this what was the thing that you you were looking at again safe drinking water act safe drinking water act yeah i guess that was a national program i don't know if okay. your act was because i'm seeing that the first drinking water standards were made in 1914 but they Ooh. were just kind of for communities. Um, I mean, what was really it? completely enforceable? Uh, 1914 it, water. It does not say. It says on, it's on the EPA's website. So if we want to go to the EPA and look up water drinking history. <laughs> Lit. <laughs> no, I, I want to know, know the I... person who put that together. That would be interesting. In 1914, or the Frederick no, 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 w- the the EPA website oh, oh, oh. person who makes topics about uh water safety standards. I'm sure they're freaking out about it. When was the first time we put? Could you look this up? When the first time we started putting like other things inside of? 
Well, I mean, if we're worrying about water quality, we were probably already doing that, right? Like, how do you clean water besides, like, boiling it? Filtering it? I don't know. And filtering. Are you just getting, like, not terrible sources? I guess. Uh, what all sources do they... I mean, wells. There's wells, there's... We talked about, you and me, aquifers. How do you get, aqu- like, water from aquifers? Though? That's also crazy. How, how do you determine yeah. where... Who figured that is? out? Yeah. Uh, we have a lot more find... questions than answers on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, apparently, discovered... there are scientists who study water called hydrologists, and that's I've heard the of people who try and look and locate underground water. I've never heard of that. You never heard of a hydrologist? Uh, no. Oh, it's probably because Stevens Point was a natural resource fucking campus, so anything environmental, I feel like it was, you know something i've heard of i didn't know I, that's another thing i i guess i knew they studied like water quality and other things like that but i don't really know how isn't nathan literally going to go do that actually is he didn't he say on the last phone call that he literally was like he got a position at illinois he was going to be working on water oh maybe water Should, do we dare call him in the middle of this and <laughs> start asking <laughs> <laughs> You can go ahead and I don't know. I think we're on the phone though. Like, can you do that? I know, I know. I don't. I mean, we could try to do a. I'm terrible group. at those three way calls. Don't do even that. like try. Oh, what's an Ogallala aquifer? Oh my gosh. Or not. <laughs> I always want to edit things out like that, but I think I'm going to leave it. <laughs> no, that's going to Aqu- be part of the intro. Aquifer? Yeah. <laughs> aquifer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how they were discovered. Who fucking figured that out? It's literally because an aquifer is just water that's like under permeable rock. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it looks like they they drill a bunch of test holes to see if they can get water. But who fucking started that though? Who was like, Yo, yeah, let's fucking drill a hole? Do you think it's because of wells? Actually, maybe like the use of wells back in the day. Like, oh hey, if we just like dig here, we get like water. And then, like, maybe one person did, and they're like, oh, there's a shit ton of water here. I wonder why. But how do you yeah. determine, what's the test that they do to determine how much water is underneath? That's fucking crazy. This, I feel like, could be fucking cool. Wow. I feel like this is something that is not very commonly asked. I'm not getting a lot of, oh, no one even answered this. Oh, okay. No, this didn't really answer it. Apparently, for the most part, there's not just, like, big underground rivers or caves with water it's just groundwater that drips through small spaces of rock and that's that's what we're actually using so that uh in areas with little rainfall a lot of people run into problems with dry wells Hmm. i really hope that someone a fucking hydrologist or something i don't know how they would like hear of our podcast but i hope it gets popular enough if anybody that listens to this knows a hydrologist or if you are one I would love to like get an answer. Wouldn't that, that'd be a cool like yeah, I agree. Up, like, post. Have a, have a guest. Yeah, like any like people that know any like we say a lot of questions on here that we don't really answer. But if anyone ever like knows some of these, I would love to hear about it. Or if you're like, I don't know, an Egyptian bathroom historian, that'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty cool to know some like little things you found out in college. I was also thinking on my run earlier that we need to get micro on this podcast for uh you know how we used to voice over how it's made like i feel yeah. like that's perfect for this like 
we could get into some like talk about how some random things made like toilets and all that and he might even know he might have done an episode on it already so if anyone knows mike rowe he needs to get on our podcast as well mike rowe's gonna hear it and then give us a call my number is (laughs) give out the actual (laughs) number i'm looking at a math equation right now that i'm sure is probably how they determine the i don't know if it's depth or how much water is in it but first thing is the total volume of pour whole water for a given formation that's another thing that all right so it looks like it's depending on the formation and type of rock that's underneath it so that how permeable the rock is to allow water in i don't know i'm sure this map is probably about the soil yeah that's great dude humans are so fucking smart like that's insane isn't it like it's crazy how like you can take one little like uh you know subject and get so in depth with it now honestly you know like i mean this is someone's fucking job you know yeah i mean that's why i feel like i like this is because i feel like i don't know very much about many topics because there's such detail in every single topic yeah honestly so another thing apparently now there are satellites that do finding of water so you can look at it from space what are you talking about? What Apparently, is it? there are gravitational differences that tell scientists about the presence of groundwater. <laughs> gravitational differences? We have a satellite flying around in the fucking ozone of our planet, and it's just shooting. I don't even I know what no type idea. of like, no, rays no it's idea. shooting to be able to test gravitational infrequencies in the ground just to be able to determine if there's potential water underneath. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of sci-fi like world are we living in, honestly? We live in a movie. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. That just no one talks about. Oh, that I don't know why that reminds me of Mexico City cuz isn't Mexico City is built on a lake, right? Been slowly like getting lower and lower and lower. Have you heard about that at all? I thought that was South Africa. Like, I thought they were saying they're actually going to run out of water in, like, a couple of years. Well, I don't know about them running out of water, but, I like, I I remember hearing about this because Mexico City is, like, sinking. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's built on a giant... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some places in Mexico City subside as much as 15 inches per year. Isn't that crazy? Wow. 15 inches per year. The whole city has sunk around 33 feet so far. Holy shit. How do you even, like, keep roads? I don't even know. You've never been to Mexico City, have you? No. No? I would love to go. There's a pole. Really? Sorry. There's a pole there that, like, is used to measure the, like, sinking rate of Mexico City or something like that. I have no idea why I even found out about this. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico City is literally built over a lake, and I think it's fresh water. And so they're like pulling the they're like pulling the water out of the lake, and like obviously using it for you know cooking, drinking, showering, shitting, whatever you want. Pulling so much out now, yeah, that they just keep on sinking. Huh. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm getting into like maps of like areas that are running out of water and. There's way too many areas that are running out of water, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, there's also... It's because we just need to 
fucking decrease the amount of water we're using. I mean, there's like well, a there's... lot of these countries are like in deserts, so it like mm. kind of makes sense that it's like they don't get much rainwater. So I'm not saying regardless of how much you use, but if you don't get that much, it's it's hard to you know stay yeah, yeah, reasonable. Keep replenishing, drink your piss, man. We've already solved it. Yeah, and Bear Grylls, he would be a, a great <laughs> spokesperson. Papa uh, Grills. <laughs> Let's call him up and ask him to save the world, Bear. <laughs> Teach it's us to drink to our piss. Teach us. <laughs> yeah, there was actually. Uh, I feel like I watched a documentary about water. Actually, oh shit! You know what I think it was? I think it was Bill Nye's adult TV show that he came out with like a couple of years ago called Bill Nye Saves the World. Oh, Maybe I, I'm I'm not sure if this. I've is never what... even heard of this. Oh really, dude? Oh, it's so cool. I mean, Holy it is. Crap. It does have some of the like comical things that like Bill Nye does, and like you do get a little nostalgic. I but after I a little just while, wasted my next like week of worth of free time. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's talked about some really cool things, and I think water is one of them. But I I could have also watched a documentary about this because there's some cases where water gets so low. That city governments literally say, like, we have a ground zero day where we're, like, literally going to run out if we don't start depleting the amount of water we use a day. And I think they started doing a thing where there was, like, one location where, like, families could get water. And they were allowed a gallon a day or something like that. And they, after doing this for a handful of weeks, actually pushed back the ground zero date. And they just kept doing this and kept doing this. And eventually they got to a point where it was like sustainable. I'm not sure if they're still doing it. And I'm not sure what city it is. But there's some documentary out there that like I'm not pulling this out of my ass, I hope. I'm like 99.9% .9 sure that this is something that's real. Huh. That's awesome. I know. Also, I know. So there's a guy to hope. be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone Definitely knows Bill Nye. Nye. Yeah. Oh my God. Yo, Bill, baby, we need you on here. Wow. We really. Got off again. Weren't we on toilet paper just a little bit ago? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but keeping on the thing with water, another thing that I see all over, but I have no idea how it works, is a water tower. What? Why did we start using those, and how do they work? And what is the purpose of it? I understand probably to contain water, but how does it just like stay up there like that? I feel like I remember when I was a little kid hearing that like they would pump water up there during the night when electricity is cheap and then use gravity to distribute the water during the day when people are actually using it. But that is like me trying to remember from like third grade. So yeah, I don't know. When was the, what was the first water tower? What engineer? I don't know. I'm that? looking up the first water or fire sprinkler system and apparently that was back in 1812 in the theater royale in london which was a bunch of pipes that just led to a big container of water basically that would be released in the event of a fire <laughs> no way how does it okay that's oh shit that's a really cool thing now actually like modern day fires though like the sprinkler system how does it detect smoke and know just to turn on that's pretty crazy. Who the fuck did that? You know? Yeah. That's not what uh, I'm interested in. Also, apparently there's have... a heat-sensitive glass ball that contains liquid that has a precise boiling point, and then uh, the ball breaks from the liquid inside 
boiling and bursting the bulb, and then that's what activates the uh, what? actual. What are you talking there. about? That's <laughs> who is sitting in their goddamn garage right now and just like. The temperature has reached 155 degrees Fahrenheit for the bulb to break. That is pretty warm. That is toasty. Um, but not too toasty. What is the liquid? I don't know why I'm curious about that. What is the liquid? I, okay. I have no idea. A heat-sensitive liquid. I don't know. Any heat-sensitive liquid? Well, no, it's a specific um, one. Like, it has a specific boiling temperature. I just don't know what it is. I want it to be on there. I mean, you, you can Google it too. You dig it. I know, I know. I'm looking, I'm looking at. I'm stuck on the water towers. Of um, yeah. what year do you think the first water tower was built? Uh, let's see. If there was a sprinkler system in 1812, I would think you'd need a good way to get a lot of water. So I'm gonna say 1800. 1897. Oh, huh. Much later. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that confusing? What? I'm so surprised by that. Um where what state do you think? Oh, in the US, really. Wisconsin? Is that how we got water <laughs> Watertown? <laughs> no. Oh, that would have been pretty cool actually. Uh no, it was actually in Iowa. So still pretty close. Uh-huh. Yeah, um basically the same thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's just in America. I mean, I just typed in what year was the first water tower built, and that was brought up. Is a water tower only a thing in America? You think there's water towers? I don't know. I think we should get to the, what does a water tower do? And then maybe we can figure out if it's necessary in other Another place however long. Oh, dude, it's so weird how many different like shapes and sizes water towers come in. I think it's very interesting, all the websites that have these very random snippets of history yeah it's like three I think that's lines a... and you're like okay why <laughs> why was that ever created look up the shooter's hill water tower in london like that just looks like an actual building it's pretty cool yep oh that, i see that one here uh it's on the page that i'm on yeah that seems like a little castle almost oh my god they need, they need to design water towers like that like i would Holy love shit. to have those in my city wait 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 i got one even better for you look up the mushroom shaped mushroom shape yeah oh that's pretty badass it literally just looks like a ufo like put on a pedestal (laughs) oh no yeah so water towers are literally all over the place i mean yeah like everywhere oh wait what this one says this was made in 1860 what am i looking at oh first elevated steel water tank I said water tower. When what year was the first water tower built? And it came up with steel. I don't know when the first one was. I lied. Look I apologize. up the house in the clouds. Okay. It's a water tower that's a house, and it's like it served as a town's water tower for like fifty years. What? And it, it's, it literally it just look, looks like what? a giant house. What is this? It looks like a giant house. It's like put on top of like an apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a birdhouse. That's so. It's but a human apparently birdhouse. for water. That's so cool. So weird. What little? <laughs> Why? Why did we need that? Right. Well, I lied about the first um water tower. Son of a bitch. Oh, I uh, guess water towers are able to supply water even during power outages because they rely on hydrostatic pressure due to gravity in order to distribute it. So yeah, I, I was it was right just in my like, third grade like 
thinking back of what it kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. It can't work for a long time because electricity is needed to pump the water out up to refill it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you got like a day's worth of water basically for like a select few. I have no idea. Is it more or is it more like an emergency? It, it provide emergency storage for fire protection is what it sounds like. It's the main purpose of it. Okay. So it's not... How often do you think it's filtered every day? Like new water in there every day? Uh, I have no idea. That's so well, I guess it's... Well, it's typically... What does it say? Oh, dude, this one's a peach. There's a giant peach water tower in South Carolina. <laughs> huh. I guess it is constantly being drained and refilled every day which helps it from freezing or prevents it mm. from freezing huh that makes sense i guess i never thought of that as an issue but that could definitely be an issue especially in like wisconsin or something like that <laughs> are they still i mean yeah yeah they're pretty much i mean if it's used as like a side little emergency water i was gonna say do you think they're still used as much today as they were back then or do you think it's through other means i don't know I'm kind of wondering that, too. I guess it says on this random website that I'm looking at, every water system needs water towers to help provide water. Okay, yeah. So they're like, holy shit, the east side of fucking Thornton's getting smashed right now with water consumption. We need some extra. It's like, all right, glug, 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 glug. I, I don't know if I've seen a water tower where I am, though. Like, Usually, I feel like I've... I notice where they are, but I have no idea where one is around. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's normally noticeable in, like, smaller towns, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's, like, their main attraction. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, look at our fucking... Like, I don't know why, but growing up in Wanakee, like, I can literally remember... I mean, we called it Water Tower Hill that we, like, would go sledding at or running, and then there's that little, like, metal one that was, like, on downtown, and then, for some reason, I remember seeing, like, Lodi's and the forest all alongside the highway and there was another water tower on a hill are they usually on on hills do you think that helps with like i don't know distributing the water i would assume I so makes sense Probably. <laughs> when they take the water out they just call it a no water tower it's <laughs> 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 so stupid oh yeah that's another question do cities still use water towers yeah i'm saying that every water system needs it yeah that's pretty crazy oh, yeah yeah so here it was just talking about yeah, if you live in an area that has a lot of hills, water towers can be placed on higher grounds, which would make it for a shorter tower. And that's due to, you know, the gravity helping it pull it back down, so you're not going to need as much um, power. That's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I guess it, the people in our town were actually thinking when they put up the water tower. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, and then there's also a water tower in Rip Park. I forgot about that. Damn, we have three yeah, water yeah. towers. The largest man-made water tower can hold 1.2 million gallons of water. Wow. Wow. That's a shit ton. Do we have anything else that we wanted to talk about with water? That's about it. I mean, we could maybe get more into, like, showering systems and how they develop from... From being slaves poured pouring buckets. I mean, I'm sure it in came more with, like, indoor thing, but plumbing and yeah. whatnot and sinks. Oh, you know what's something we didn't really talk about? Hand pumps. Ah. When was that... True. And, like, wells and stuff. I mean, I understand wells, but how does a hand pump work? That, like, pressure and whatnot? How did that happen? That's pretty interesting. Actually, my Uncle Al still has a water pump out by his, um, out on his farm. Huh. I mean, it's not really a thing anymore. You can just turn the faucet and, like, through some pressure valve, it, like, opens up something and get... And then, all right, how the fuck can we get hot water, though? 
Isn't that crazy? We can get hot water delivered to our house. Isn't that wild for like showers and whatnot? Is that just in like a giant yeah. boiler? Is that inside of a well, water tower? There's a thing called a water heater in people's houses. Oh yeah, so that like that. Never mind. I'm a fucking idiot. But I feel like it doesn't work very well in some places because my shower is absolutely freezing at max temperature. <laughs> but that's a pretty smart invention. A water heater. Didn't get really creative with the name, but that's still crazy. I wonder when that first came out. I mean, apparently the water pump's been around since 200 BC, and uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Apparently there were a number of different uh, variations to it, you know. Or no, 2000 BC, the Egyptians uh, invented basically like a little bucket system that they used for water, but then there were there was an actual pump made by Archimedes in 200 BC. Mm. Using, I guess, like a screw type type of deal to pull the water up. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Making a pump before, like, any sort of electricity or anything like that. Actually, you know, another side fun fact about the water pump. Um, uh, the way that disease is actually, like, mapped out in, like, modern... Oh my god, I can't think of the word for, like, tracking disease. What is that? There's, like, a literal study for it. I have no idea. Like, tracking. immunology? I took a, no, I took no. a fucking class on it. What is it? The study of diseases. What the... Um, Something about a pandemic? I don't know. Study of infectious disease. Epidemiology. Holy shit. That fucking took me a long time. Damn. That was actually a pretty interesting class. I would have really enjoyed it if the teacher did not suck ass. You get, he was like one of those teachers that like he they's taught it so many years he wouldn't even like look at the board really he would just like look at a slide and be like oh yeah this is what this means and would like click through like eight slides and he'd be like nice dude cool <laughs> <laughs> um but no actually due to a water pump in was it England London due to a water pump in London cholera was actually being uh really getting bad there and there was an epidemiologist or like the like one of the founding fathers of it john snow um realized that like a bunch of individuals like kind of surrounding this one little area where the individuals that were getting sick and he kind of like tracked it to this one point which was a water pump that like you know the whole like town used and that's how he determines that like oh like cholera is actually like you know a disease from like contaminated drinking water yeah and then that was basically one of the first like studies of diseases that was ever done in like history which is actually super cool yeah that is very cool and i'm sure that's why uh people started actually caring about uh the water standards (laughs) yeah i mean actually not too much longer after that we started i mean 50 years 60 years until the 1914 thing that's kind of a lot though (laughs) yeah but that was also in america wasn't it Yep. So, like, it just took some time for us to adapt and listen to other people's opinions, which is still pretty common, which is why COVID 19's wrecking our ass, because we won't wear a fucking mask. Oh, no. Uh, just kidding. We're not yeah. going to there. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, we're already. Wear a mask, everybody, please. But... Dig deep into it. So, yeah. All right, that was a pretty good water episode indoor plumbing is what it started and then it turns basically into water so. yeah <laughs> oh, are we gonna give a little outro or do you think we're gonna create something out there should we sing uh 
Yeah, I mean, what do you want to say? I don't know. What's going on? What's going on? There it is. Hey, All you. Hey, <laughs> I'll take the two audios and I'll fucking match them together. And then uh, we'll sing it together. Make it like a harmony, so it's like yeah. you kind of like start one person and then you start another person and you loop in like a, a third of one of us two or something like that. Make a whole chorus of it. Hell yeah, dude! And then I'll throw it in reverse and add some reverb and sound. And then a DJ scratch and it'll like. And then drop the beat. <laughs> Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.